Welcome back to the Nail Nail Podcast, episode number 11. We are at 11 now. So we're in double digits and past 10. Yes. That is awesome. I didn't think that we were going to get here this fast. Season 2, Volume 3, Chapter 4. That's uh... <laughs> <laughs> no. that's that's how we're going to script everything. Yeah, no, we're just going to stick with 11. Anyway, uh, we're not going to do one that's too long today. It's mm-hmm. going to be kind of short just because there isn't much to talk about, at least not from our point of view. Uh, yeah. We're going to discuss the U.S.-Mexico game uh, that just finished and the upcoming games this weekend since there's only like three right Mm -hmm. so we're gonna Um, go over that yep two on saturday one on sunday and maybe we'll touch touch up a little bit on uh that macedonia game yeah if you want to (laughs) i mean it's just good to comment on it it's Mm. the biggest thing that happened today yeah uh, not, but let's not start with. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that one was kind of a given. We all expected them to go through. I mean, they had the tougher opponent. They did. They yeah. did. That's true. Uh, anyway, let's ju- dive right into the Mexico US game. All right. What did you think about the game? What. Okay, first half, since you watched. Uh, I'm assuming you watched most of the first half compared yeah. to me. Um, what did you see starting off from either team? Well, I mean, it seems like both teams wasted all their energy in the first half because that's when all the action happened. Um, they were really going back and forth. Uh, I thought the USA played better. Um, in the in the first half, they had they were able to put more dangerous opportunities together. All Mexico had, I think, was a header on goal, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think the US had. One on one with a keeper that Memocho ended up blocking because Pulisic just ended up shooting straight at him when he had the whole goal to goal to aim at. So, um, U- U.S. was definitely on top in the first half. Um, what about you? Would you what do you think of the first half from what you saw? I only saw I want to say maybe about the last fifteen minutes, mm-hmm. um, and I did see a little bit of that back and forth, but I didn't see anything that was too threatening. Yeah. I feel like the announcers kind of hyped it up a bit more than what those shots and chances were. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wouldn't say that either team looked too threatening. Nope. Uh, quite the opposite. They both looked like they were playing with fear. Yeah. Like neither one wanted to try anything or risk anything to try and win the game. That, that was my initial uh, perception of how they were playing. And and that was just the last 15 minutes of the first half that I watched. How about the lineups? What did you think about the U.S. lineup? Is there anybody who you thought was should have been there and someone who sh- should not have been in that lineup? I think they should have started uh, Jesus Ferreira. Over who? Over Ricardo Pepe, I mean, I don't think Pepe's done anything in the Bundesliga since he went to Augsburg. And Ferreira scored a hat-trick in his last game. I mean, who do you want? <laughs> exactly. Uh, Pulisic and... doesn't really do much, but, I mean, at this point he's the captain, so he can't be dropped. Uh, for me, it's Yedlin. Yedlin should not have been there. For playing in Miami, there's no reason he should be in the team. 
not with their record, uh, but even his effort in the last couple of games with Inter Miami, it hasn't been all that great. He usually gets exhausted really quickly. Yeah, but he doesn't have the same quality that he used to have. I mean, I'm happy with the center back pairing of Zimmerman Rob Robertson. Uh Anthony Robinson on the left wing. I mean, mm-hmm. Trent Alexander Arnold, American version, right? No. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Stefan, <laughs> I mean, you could have put Ethan Horvath in there, but I mean, nobody scored goals in this match, so it's not like it mattered. Um, Tyler Adams, I thought he was okay. Kellen Acosta seems to be struggling with the set pieces at the moment. Uh, mm-hmm. There wasn't really yeah, any I that saw connected the exact with same anybody. Performance. Yeah. I didn't really see anything that connected with anybody. In terms mm-hmm. of Mexico, I mean, they pretty much started the strongest lineup. Ochoa made some good saves, but I feel like they should have started uh, Acevedo since he joined in. Although, yeah. it doesn't look like he was on the bench. But they have just a bunch of old goalies at this point. But I think that's just the stubbornness of mm-hmm. the, the federation and the coach. Yeah. I mean, in terms of their front line, they had Jimenez, you know, Tecatito, and Chucky. But, I mean, on paper, that looks threatening. But all all the games we've seen them together, they can't do anything. Like, they don't know how to link up or actually cause They don't have danger. any chemistry. Exactly. And um, Chucky was just, it just seemed like somebody told them, whenever you get the ball, shoot it, right? Yeah. he He was not playing, at least from what I remember it how he used to play with with the same amount of skill that he used to play yeah but his main skill was running in behind the defense i think what stopped him was the fact that the u.s defense was way back (laughs) yeah they Uh, they were sitting back yeah um do you think in this case um they should have maybe brought in chicharito i don't think he would have done anything especially with how locked up the U.S. defense was. You need mm-hmm. creativity, and Chicharitos doesn't give you that unless it's in different types of ways he can finish. But you needed some, like, a creative playmaker, somebody to get balls in behind. Um, that's why, like, you had Edson Alvarez, who's, you know, uh, defensive mid, Charlie Rodriguez. I guess he's sort of creative. I think they should have put Linez in there in the second half at least, but he didn't even get a chance, did he? No, he didn't. And usually when he comes in, he gets subbed in around the late second half. And even in those last couple of minutes that he is playing, he does make a difference. That changes the pace of the game completely. Yeah. And uh, it just seems like they neither team wanted to go for it at the end of the day. So, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure they're both happy with the point. I think that both of them, their intention was never to win. I don't think that either one wanted to score. Uh, Even though there were chances throughout the whole match, Uh um, I don't think that they seemed convinced to score. Nope. How Uh, did you see the second half? I mean, second half, uh, USA started off strong, and they did get a couple chances. Mexico seemed like they finally got back into the game. I was able to pull back a bit of possession. Um, but, uh, God, I'm thinking about that miss. <laughs> oh, the the open goal. Yeah, yeah, the open goal. For a second, I thought Jossi Sardes was in the lineup, but nope. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were seeing a deja vu at that point. Yeah, I know. 
Dude's got to be playing for Columbus next season for sure. <laughs> um, uh, unless, he, unless that's his mentor, then we know exactly why he shot yeah. it that way. No, but it's outrageous. USA should have won that match as soon as he missed. I mean, it's scripted. It's scripted. They won out of the tie. <laughs> yeah, out of everything that happened, that was the clearest chance that appeared that should have been converted. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe Pulisic had one at the first half. Right, that yeah. could have also been scored. Yep. Um, so if we're going based on all of that, I think the U.S. should have won. I agree with you on that. Um, but just nobody seemed committed. Nope. And nobody seemed confident enough to take the chance anyway. Like you no, said, they, it was like they, they, they were really scared. I feel like they were just acting. Like everybody was just acting. Even the coaches. Uh, they seemed to show like uh, that they were frustrated or something like that but the strategies that they were implementing it didn't show that they were trying to win mm-hmm. yeah. uh, I don't know I, I was disappointed with this game I thought based on the last was it three encounters that have happened that this was going to be a really good game but it was nah, a complete opposite. I think considering and, the amount of pressure both teams had on them, I think they'd rather go full force against the other teams and against each other in case something ended up negative. Yeah, that makes sense. But my impression of both teams and thinking towards the World Cup, I don't think that they're going to make any much of an impact in their group stages. I, I don't know who they're going to be drawn with, but with this quality that they're playing... I don't see them getting past the group stages. Probably not, unless they get lucky and get drawn into a weak group. Yeah, but uh, what was it? Last year or two years ago where... I think it was last year, right? The U.S. was actually playing really well. Uh, Yeah, it was last year when uh, they beat Mexico three times. Yeah. Yeah, so last year, I was completely impressed. It was a complete turnaround from their World Cup miss times. Um, And I thought that that we were going to continue getting that quality, but today's game gave me a completely different look about them. And I don't know if they're going to be that good, you know? I don't know. I think we just have to wait for the next game to see how they're really going to play against teams that they, I mean, they have to win against easier teams, right? So, yeah. I mean, there should be, what, two more games? Yeah. Or is it one? Per there's game? one on the weekend, and then there's one uh, midweek next week. Yeah. Well, we'll see how it goes. I hope they put a better performance on than this one. Yeah, because Mex- Mexico plays against Honduras on Sunday, and USA plays against Panama on Sunday. Okay. And then the last sets of games are on Wednesday for all three of them, and they all play at the exact same time. Wow. Yeah. Well, let's see how they do against those opponents. Maybe they'll actually try to win I mean, instead of... Well, I mean, we could predict the ones on the weekend, the international friendlies. Now that we're talking about it, might as well. <laughs> yeah, let's do oh, that. I mean, I don't know why I said friendlies or World Cup qualifiers, but yeah. World Cup So, um, the first game at uh, 1.05 p.m. is Canada versus Jamaica. Honestly, I have no idea how Jamaica's doing. 
I have no idea what they're doing either. Let me look at the standings. Uh, Jamaica is seven, seventh out of eight. They've uh, won one, drawn five, and lost six. Okay, so give this to Canada then. Yeah, I'll probably say Canada's going to win. In the last three games, Canada tied. They won 2 0 and they lost 2 to 1. So the most recent one was the 0 0 tie in October. No, the most recent for Canada was today losing at 1 0. No, I'm saying, I'm saying versus Canada. I mean, versus Jamaica. Oh, okay. I mean, Jamaica's form is they just got a draw, but the last four games before that are all losses. Yeah, no, they, they have not had a good run of form. So I would just give this to Canada. Yeah, I agree. I think Canada is probably going to take this one, and they're at the top of the table. Mm-hmm. So I think that should give them a confidence boost, plus the frustration of losing today. Yeah. I think that they'll want to come back and try to prove that they deserve to be the top seed. Well, they, I mean, they don't have the unbeaten streak anymore, so. <laughs> no, they don't. But even if you don't have the unbeaten streak, you still want to go back and win the next one. Yeah. Um, what's the next game? Uh, United States versus Panama at 4 p.m. Okay. Panama is. They're the ones in fourth place. They're trailing or they're trying to catch up to Mexico and the United States. They're fifth. Costa Rica Ended up getting fourth. Oh, they leapfrogged them with the win against Canada? Yeah. Dang. Because Panama ended up tying with Honduras today. Oh, okay. Well, that makes things interesting. <laughs> they got to get like... all six points if they want to make it to the top three. Yeah. And I feel like the normal thing to say is the U.S. is going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like the probability is higher for them. But Panama can be a very tricky and difficult team to play against mm-hmm. uh, so it could also end in a draw uh, but I think that the US will actually pull this one out maybe 1-0 I think so too I mean they're playing at home in Florida so it's not like the weather's oh. going to be an issue yeah unless it starts raining like crazy but <laughs> uh, or it's there's wind like in um yeah. In the Miami game. Yeah. At this point, it's whoever wants it more. It's not about which team's better. I think probably on paper, United States is better, but they seem to not fulfill their potential. So I'm going to say whoever just wants it more is who's going to get the win. It's it's hard for me to predict. Like I'm just going to say United States on paper, but I'm going to leave it to like a 1-0 win or something like that. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be high scoring unless one of the teams really just gives it away. Mm-hmm. then I don't see it going like 3-0 unless yeah. that happens. Uh, and who's next? All right. So the next game is Honduras-Mexico at 4 or 5 p.m. on Sunday. Honduras-Mexico, okay. Uh, I think Mexico should be able to win that one. Mexico should be able to win it, but at the same time, Mexico always end up, ends up struggling against all the other teams. Mm-hmm. Um but if I am looking at this correctly, Mexico won the last game against Honduras 3-0. They've won their last three matches against Honduras. Yeah, so I think this will just follow the pattern and it'll be Mexico as well. 
Yeah. So uh, I'm going to go with a 2 0 win. I'm going to go 3 0. Considering that Honduras has lost, has the same record as Jamaica, Tut drew one, lost the last four. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. That's not good. Mm hmm. Yeah, so I'm going to go... Yeah, I'll go 3-0. I'll go a little bit optimistic. All right. Yeah, those Sounds are the games good. for this weekend. Yes. For, for the World Cup qualifiers. Yes. All right. And now, moving on from the World Cup, we're moving back to the MLS for the three games that we're going to have this weekend. Mm-hmm. And starting with Charlotte versus Cincinnati. Yeah. What are your thoughts? My thoughts is that this is probably the game I'm looking forward to the most because it's finally two teams who we've talked about that uh, it's hard to tell how they're doing. Cincinnati, with the history of last season, they've definitely been mm-hmm. one of the worst teams in the last couple of years. But when you think about how they've been performing this season and the amount of ch- chances they've been creating, especially with the new coach uh, in charge, it's it's hard to tell where they're at in terms of like in the league. I mean, I'm yeah. sure we're gonna figure that out eventually. But since this is only their fifth game of the season, um, it's gonna be real interesting to see who comes out on top because they're probably um, my my guess is that they're around the same level. Charlotte, same thing. I mean, they didn't mm-hmm. compete last season at all. So um, right. slowly we've been seeing from them that each game they get better and better. Um, like the first couple of games they lost and then they drew and then finally they got their win against New England. So mm-hmm. they're finally able to put some you know, offensive firepower together. They're able to pass the ball, connect with each other. Their DPs are scoring. So it's, it's really going to be an interesting matchup between those two. What about you? What do you think? Yeah, I think that they're going to be very inspired from their last win against uh, New England. Uh, something that nobody thought was going to happen. Everybody, even though everybody maybe wants Charlotte to do well or is pulling for that underdog kind of feeling when it comes to them facing the veterans. Yeah. Um I think that that's going to be such a boost of confidence for them going into this game, and they're probably want to are going to want to prove themselves again and show that it wasn't just luck or it wasn't that New England was playing bad and they were just having a bad day. That what they performed and showed that day is the team that they are now. Um, so for me, it just shows that they're strategies their gameplay is starting to uh, click together mm-hmm. and the football that they've been wanting to play or the soccer that they've been wanting to play is starting to show up uh, it showed up the week before with that first goal and it's now shown up with a certain win i feel like charlotte's going to be the one that's going to be winning this but i think it could go either way especially for cincinnati just like you said cincinnati has practically been the joke of the mls if you want to compare to how bad you are you have to look at cincinnati or at least last season cincinnati but i will say that i was very impressed with how they played this last game and if anything they'll probably have the same mindset as charlotte they're gonna want to prove that they should be taken seriously that last season was exactly that last season and that this Cincinnati is not the same Cincinnati that we all know. 
Yeah. So I think this is going to be a good game. And like you said, Cincinnati has a pretty decent attacking, but struggles with finishing. Mm-hmm. And I think we can see kind of like a back and forth, just like we saw maybe with Austin and Seattle this past weekend. Yeah, that's why I'm saying I'm excited for this game because so far neither team can defend that well, but both teams are getting better at attacking. So mm-hmm. hopefully it causes it to be a back-to-back game. I think Cincinnati will probably win this one, given that they're a lot better at creating chances. Um, but who knows? Like I said, Charlotte's been going up. Maybe they take one more step forward in this match. So okay, I'm going to go so- with a 2-1 win for Cincinnati. Ah, that's exactly the score that I was going to go with, but I'm going with Charlotte on this one. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, we only All got right. three games. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see what happens. I'm definitely going to tune into that one. I want to see what happens. And the next game. Oh, well, where is it going to be shown? If you can please. Let oh, us the Charlotte-Cincinnati match is going to be on Unimas de Udene. And the local channels, if you live uh, in either of those cities, I'm guessing they needed something to put on TV since it was an international break. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, it's going to be a national television, so you can just watch it for free. Um, And that'll be on Saturday, March 26th at 2 p.m. Pacific. Yep. And now moving on to Sporting Kansas versus Rail Salt Lake. Mm -hmm. What is your take on this game? Hmm. My take is that Kansas City is probably going to lose. <laughs> yeah, I think this one's kind of a giveaway, isn't uh, it? Yeah, I mean, Salt, Real Salt Lake is tied for first with LAFC in the West. Yeah, uh, The only reason they're not first is goal difference. But, I mean, Real Salt Lake looks like they've been able to pull a win out under any conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they won a game in a blizzard. They played another they game where it was delayed for two hours. And then after the game... We got restarted. They ended up winning anyway. Um, so, yeah, they didn't make a lot of signings in the offseason. They didn't do many changes to their roster. They don't really have any DPs on the field when they play, but mm-hmm. they're pulling out wins somehow. And Bobby Wood looks like he's back to being the Bobby Wood that ended up going to Europe. Yeah, I think that at, at least between you and I, I don't think we saw Russell like having this form with these past couple of games that we've had i mean i I voted Um, them the bottom of my table remember (laughs) that's what i was gonna say it's like didn't you vote them as the bottom of your table but no they're tied for the top of the table for now Um, for now what if we go to the end and see they don't what if they don't win any more points (laughs) you're right there's still a lot of games to play and we don't know how that might change halfway through the season but so far you know for this fifth game Mm-hmm. I think that they're just going to continue the same form. I don't see them slowing down, at least not with the last couple of results that they've given. And uh, seeing that their most recent win was over Nashville, if if they can just do that to Nashville, which you said had a pretty low uh, amount of goals scored on them last season, mm-hmm. then, you know, Kansas City stands no chance. Yeah. Especially having lost to Chicago 3-1. Uh, yep, and they pretty much all their attacking talent is injured right now. So Polito's out for the season. Uh, they're One of their main scorers for last season, uh, Daniel Shallow, <laughs> is also injured. And one of their main threats on the wing, Johnny Russell, 
injured as well. Uh, one of their four, uh, their other forward is injured. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to point out right now. Got, they got he got injured last week, so I mean they they got a, a lot of gaps in their team. Especially it seems like there's no firepower at the moment. A blunt uh, arrow, exactly. So. Um, they're going to be able to pass the ball forward, but they're not going to be able to do any damage with it. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to point yeah. out, though, that from watching the games and seeing how they've been playing, I saw movement going toward forward, but I couldn't see any threat coming from them. And now that you mentioned that, it explains exactly what they're playing like. And they are playing like they have no attackers. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think that they're going to get um, a win out of this one and unless there's some sort of miracle that happens uh, or Salt Lake decides to score own goals, mm-hmm. which I doubt. Um, but I think this might be like a three nil win for Salt Lake. I'm going to go safe and go with a two nil win. Two nil. Oh, that yeah, seems yeah. reasonable. Yeah. Uh, this game's going to be on Saturday, March 26th as well at 4 PM Pacific. And where are they going to show it? Oh, sorry. Um, I think that is going to be on TUDN and the local channels. If, uh, if I'm correct, uh, I don't think it's going to be on local station, or I mean, not local stations, but national TV at all. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty much that. <laughs> all right. And for our third and final game of the weekend, will be on Sunday, March 27th at 1 p.m. Pacific mm-hmm. between Portland and Orlando. I think... Uh, I mean, I just want to say that's probably the the game that I'm most excited in seeing after Charlotte Cincinnati. So this um it's the second most exciting game, specifically because Portland just got destroyed last weekend by FC Dallas four to one, and yeah. Orlando was able to uh, sneak out a one nil win at Galaxy um, on the road. So you know, clearly Orlando is coming with. Uh, a better better mindset better feelings better um like better positive energy compared to how portland performed last week so it'd be interesting it'd be interesting to see who's got that who's got the advantage in this one because maybe maybe it only takes one game and portland just bounces back to being the portland that we know or who knows if that form continues on to this game yeah for me, it's tricky. I have no idea what either one is going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had been praising Portland for the majority of these last couple of games after the LAFC game for how well they defended, and all of a sudden they've completely turned around. It's like they've never defended a ball in their life. Um, but that could be different against Orlando, and Orlando hasn't been that consistent i believe right uh, they've only had that one win or has it been two wins um they had i think the first game of the season they won against montreal when i think both teams ended up getting a player sent off yeah so, like yeah, so this is their second win yeah so they have two wins one draw and one loss so not the best record that you would expect but um that is better than what portland has which is one win two draws and one loss yeah um but i don't know based on those statistics and how they've played i can't say who's gonna win i'm Mm. gonna say if it if there is a win it's gonna be a low scoring game Mm -hmm. but i feel like it might be a tie i'm gonna go one one 
Okay. For some reason, my gut's telling me that Portland's just going to bounce back and be the Portland that they usually are, uh, especially given that they're playing at home at Providence Park. So mm-hmm. I'm going to say that Portland's going to win this one with 2-1. Uh, 2-1. Two one. Two one. Yeah, against Orlando. And that's going to be on ESPN Deportes at 1 p.m. All right. Jumped ahead of you asking the question. <laughs> no, 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 I wasn't even going to ask. I could feel that you were already ready. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, those are the predictions that we have and how we see these games for this weekend and when they're going to play. Um, now, the last thing I just wanted to touch on is that Italy-North Macedonia game. No. It's gonna have insane. To, this is going to have to be all you because all I saw was that well, Italy ended up getting knocked out of the World Cup, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I look. I didn't watch the game. The only reason I knew about it was because you told me about it, and I was laughing because Italy's they were the Euro winners two year two years ago, right? Last year, last year. There you Remember, go. it was Euro twenty twenty, but they postponed it to the year it, after. That, so you... that that's why it was throwing me off because I was like, it's twenty twenty, right? Two years ago. No, you're right. Mm-hmm. Last year, so they went they went from winning the Euros to not even making it to the World Cup. Yeah. And looking at these stats, it's ridiculous how they did not win. Mm-hmm. They had thirty two shots to Mas- North Macedonia's four. Yep. I mean, how many of those were on target, though? (laughs) I guess that speaks even worse of their form. If only five of those were on target. Oh, my God. (laughs) Five of 32 shots on target. North Macedonia, they had a 50% average. Two shots on target out of four. four. Yeah, one went in. And one went in. Of the, of the shots on target, fifty percent went in, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Possession was also all Italy, sixty six percent. Passes mostly Italy, five sixty four to North Macedonia's three hundred and nine. Um, but it's it's incredible. North Macedonia were celebrating like they had either won the World Cup or had already qualified, but they still have one challenge to go against Portugal. Who knows what's going to happen there? I think. Do you think there will be another upset? That would be crazy. Um, I don't know, man. I think Italy is the kind of team that can flop against any team, but Portugal, I don't, I don't think so. No, I, I really especially doubt with that Ronaldo, Portugal's he will, he will do whatever is in his power to score. That he goal. will put the team on his back. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. But unfortunately for Italy, this will be their second World Cup that they are going yeah. to miss consecutively. I believe they've yeah, only yeah. missed it three times in their history. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it is pretty funny. The only thing it's that's hilarious. annoying, the only thing that's annoying about it, is all the British people are going to be like, "Ha ha ha ha!" Yeah, be like, that's what you get for winning the Euro. <laughs> Look, at least Italy is yeah. being upfront. They're not even going to the World Cup because apparently they're not good enough for it. But England, on the other hand, will be completely convinced that they're bringing the trophy home and drag it out and lose on pens somewhere along the line. Dang. That's usually how it goes. That's the history of them. I know. I'm just thinking about, oh, there's this... uh... I don't know if you were aware of like that one guy, Fabrizio Romano, who's oh, uh, yeah. the, the, the here we go genie guy. of knowing everything. Yeah, the here we go guy. So he tweeted out that um, 
Italy's last World Cup knockout game was in 2006. That's Dead like last. advancing advancing from the group stages, right? Oh, yeah, because the um, 2010, they got knocked out in the group stages. And yes. 2014, they also yeah. got knocked out in the group stages. Uh, in 2018, they didn't go. Uh, so and, if, and they, if they were going to qualify, the next World Cup is when? 26? Yeah, so how far apart is that? <laughs> that is... 20 years 20 years until they play their next knockout game if they make it which is crazy <laughs> as a university student age <laughs> I know so uh, their last World Cup game was in 2014 which is 8 years ago so it's, it's that, it, that is insane that I, is I crazy to me that it's been that long especially Italy who uh, you would say is very it's like the next thing you think about when you think about Italy, you think about soccer. Yeah. So it's surprising to see that it's been that long since they've even been to doing well in a World Cup. Mm-hmm. Oh well, there's always next time. I know. Next thing, Netherlands is going to miss out, but I think they're actually going, huh? The Netherlands? Yeah. Uh, I actually. Or did, or did they miss out? Did they? Um, not sure. Let's see. What group are they in? Also, what does it, uh, no, they're in, they're at the top of their group, group mm-hmm. G, but does that mean that they're going through? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it does. They, Cause they won okay. their group. Yeah. So they're, they're at the top of their group. Oh, uh, Norway's in third. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think they're in, in even in the playoffs, are they? Uh, I, don't think so. I don't know. I honestly haven't been keeping up with the, this uh, the European football. This, the European football side of it. Who watches that? Uh, <laughs> I mean, World Cup qualifiers, at least. I haven't I been keeping up I'm, I'm an Amerisnob. snob. <laughs> oh, they're just so far in between. Uh, I don't know. They, they anyway. In the morning, I'm at work. I don't got time to watch that. <laughs> anyway, that's the last thing I wanted to touch up on. Is there yeah. anything else you want to bring up? No, that's all I got. Okay, well, those are the predictions. Those are our thoughts on the games that have happened. Yeah. We'll be back recording another one on Tuesday. Uh, that's if something interesting happens. If not, then definitely Thursday. It's Thursday when we're closer to the next full weekend of football. Yeah, because, I mean, there's only going to be three MLS games and... Uh, um three international friendlies and that's about it uh maybe i'll watch some of the european ones see what happens <laughs> but i mean pretty much most people are wrapping up their qualification this week so yeah. i mean i'm pretty sure nothing's gonna happen in those last couple of games because everybody's gonna have their spot already so um we'll see but yeah so if 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 there isn't one on Tuesday, there's definitely going to be one on Thursday. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, whichever day it is, we'll see you guys next week. All right. See you. See you.